You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. Hopefully your week is better than mine has been. Let me just tell you, as you can tell by my voice, I'm sick. Uh, my whole family and I have been battling COVID all week. Um, but we're getting better now, uh, thankfully. And it's funny because both my husband and I and our our two older daughters, we all got, we're all fully vaccinated. But there you go. You can still catch COVID, people. So be careful out there. Anyway, today's real crime story is about 49-year-old Wendy Davidson. So Wendy was born March 13, 1969, in Stoneham, Massachusetts. Her parents were Pat and Al Ballesteri. I am hoping I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm not. She attended Stoneham High School and graduated in 1987. She had two sons, Joshua and Brian, and she had full custody of them. She had two twin brothers, David and Danny. Wendy worked for a company called AJ Consulting. She started as a receptionist and became an accountant. In 2014, she moved in with her brother Danny in North Andover. In December 2017, Wendy met 51-year-old Brian Chevalier, and I hope I'm saying that right, I apologize if I'm not, through an online dating site. He lived at home to take care of his elderly mother. February 2018, they got engaged. Her son searched him on the internet and found articles about kidnapping. Her son, Josh, searched him on the internet and found articles about kidnapping. He learned that in 2003, police in New Hampshire charged Brian with kidnapping and sexual assault of a woman. He met her online and she broke up with him after a violent incident. Soon after his release, the relationship with Wendy began. The jury found him guilty of kidnapping and he served 13 years of a 30-year sentence. He was paroled in 2017. So Josh called his mother and told her what he had learned and she told him that she was aware. Wendy sent Josh a link that said Brian was acquitted of all charges for kidnapping. She showed Josh a letter signed by two police officers that said Brian was innocent for the kidnapping charge. That is what Brian told the parole board in 2017. I did not hold her against her. We began dating for two months. She explained to me that she was married, but in the process of getting the part I got, but I don't know what Wendy introduced Brian to her family about a week after they got engaged. 
At the beginning of March 2018, Wendy contacted her cousin to say that Brian was starting to change and was becoming needy and wanted her attention 24-7. He became clingy. She agreed to work on the relationship if he agreed to go to counseling, but he never did. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. Wendy called off the engagement via text in April 2018. Saturday, April 21st, 2018, North Andover Police received a 911 call from a man saying his sister was found in the basement of their home. Yeah, my sister's She's dead. She's in the basement. So, what's the address? Lake District. North Andover. Okay, can you, are you near her? Can you tell if she's breathing? There's no pulse. This downstairs. The police arrived and found Wendy in the basement, strangled to death. There was a USB cord secured with a zip tie around her throat. Wendy's brother, Danny, told the police that the last time he saw her was 6 a.m. the previous day before he went to work. A neighbor that lived in the house went downstairs to change the water in the humidifier and discovered her body. Danny had come home the night before at 5 p.m. and Wendy wasn't home, but he didn't think anything of it. He figured she was out and he went to bed. It looked like a struggle took place in Wendy's bedroom and there were blood stains on the bed sheets and beads on the floor. Her purse, her keys and debit card were missing. Her white Nissan was missing from her driveway. The medical examiner determined the time of death was sometime in the morning on April 20th. The police found Wendy's car in the parking lot of Choice Fitness. They requested surveillance footage from a restaurant across the street. It showed Brian walking from the Choice Fitness parking lot towards Wendy's house around 3.25 p.m. He was caught leaving the scene in his vehicle. A withdrawal of $503 was made with Wendy's bank card at an ATM at the Manchester airport. They found Brian's car with Wendy's cell phone, car keys, and zip ties, similar to the ones found on Wendy's body. But Brian was gone. Wendy's bank card was used in Mount Vernon, Missouri, and it was used again in Sonora, Texas, Sunday, April 22nd. Brian was 2,000 miles across the country. It looked like he was headed towards the border, towards Mexico. Police learned that in 1990, Brian was arrested and charged for suffocating a woman. He put a pillow over her face. He served a year in jail. In 2003, Brian was arrested and charged with aggravated assault. He was acquitted for the sexual assault, but charged with the kidnapping. She dated him for three months, but broke it off because he was controlling. They caught Brian but he didn't want to talk. July 19, 2018, Brian was taken into court. He pleaded not guilty to the murder. 
He wrote a letter to the Lawrence Eagle Tribune saying that he thinks they should sue the parole board because he never got the help he needed. He was playing the victim. December 4, 2020, Brian Chevalier appeared in court. He changed his plea from not guilty to guilty. On April 19th, there was a series of text messages between Wendy and Brian. She described him as an emotional time bomb. Before sunrise on the morning of April 20th, Brian called his work and left a message saying he is quitting his job. A few hours later at 6.45 a.m., Wendy sent Brian a message explaining why they can't get back together. But Brian never responded to that text message. He went over to Wendy's house and killed her. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. There's obviously a pattern of behavior here. Every time a woman breaks up with him, he becomes violent. But I think when Wendy broke up with him via text, it just set him off. But you know what? Brian is exactly where he needs to be. And he's playing the victim. He's trying to, he writes a letter saying that the family should sue the parole board because he didn't get the help he needed. Boy, bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I have my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.